0: Hi family, hi friends, hi food lovers, hey neighbors, hey community, hey comics, people who like to cook, connect, and kvetch. Thanks so much for joining me for Hot Dish. All right, hello and welcome to Hot Dish. I am your host, Lauren huberman I want to point out that I have a new sign that is illuminated because the show has started folks so thank you for watching um i am super excited today i have a very special guest with me named mark james heath he is a comic he's a poet he is a self-described hip-hop nerd um he has done all kinds of cool things both in toronto and Chicago, and I'm super excited to have him join me today. Mark James Heath. <laughs> Ta-da. Well hello. <laughs> well, hello. He just popped out from down below. I know. It, is, yeah. it
1: was amazing. It's a bit of a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a
0: Christmas miracle. And we are coordinated today for our Christmas, Christmas show. Miracle. Yeah, it is. It Truly. We did not plan this. Mm-hmm. Not it's incredible. All. We are in sync.
1: You totally. and I. Totally.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> and we're both we're both nerds apparently yeah yeah Yeah. we are both big nerds
1: i i will take your word for it i don't know that you're a nerd for sure but the sign helped the sign when i saw the sign i was like (laughs) my people we are we are in the same like realm for sure
0: we're in the same realm yeah okay so today we're gonna make um brioche french toast Mm -hmm. with um mixed berries on top Cool. I don't know what to call the mixed berries because we're not going to mash it up like a compote. We're just going to have them. Right. But they're going to be cooked, obviously. Okay. Because they were frozen. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Have,
1: yeah, I make French toast because it's super easy. This seems like way more involved than what I normally than what I normally <laughs> do. So I'm like super excited to like learn new French toast techniques.
0: Yeah, awesome. Mm. Well, sometimes I can um, teach new techniques, and sometimes I have no idea what I'm doing. So we'll that do works. it together. Cool. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna check our um our person who is texting me and we're all good our host or our my producer says we're great fantastic yeah 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 um so mark you are a chicagoan Mm -hmm. and i know that then you spent several years in toronto yes and now you're back in chicago Mm -hmm. and i have that right
1: right i am technically from the uh the south (laughs) suburbs right so it's one of those things where in Toronto and like all over the planet, it's like, where are you from? I'm from Chicago. And then when I get back here, it's like, what high school did you go to? Yes. And it becomes very dicey at that point. But I'm originally from Harvey, Illinois, Mm -hmm. uh, which is way out south, like 150, 147, like in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, And Chicago has just always been um, you know, where I come to be an artist. Uh, I've been working in the arts in some capacity as a writer or a poet or an actor or comedian since I was like, I don't know, like seven. Wow. So it's been a lot of just like, you know, um, chocolate chips, uh, theater company at Kennedy King and uh, Young Chicago Authors and all of these different like programs that kind of like made me who I am sort of a
0: thing. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. We're going to keep talking, but we also better get the berries in the oven. Mm-hmm. So we don't crack our teeth eating frozen fruit yes. on Christmas. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Cause my dental plan is shaky. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so.
0: I know dental plans are always, they're <laughs> always shaky. You never know what's covered. No, no, at all. we don't. So I knocked out half of a tooth. Um, and so I, I, I think I actually might have had to pay for that out of pocket because oh, wow. it was right when I started a new job and my new insurance hadn't started yet. And I was supposed to go to work, but I had to say, Hey, I can't go to work because I have half of a tooth, mm-hmm. <laughs> a front yeah. tooth. Oh,
1: wow. So that
0: was would be yeah. like super embarrassing. And a black lip. Mm-hmm. So um, I did not get in a fight. I didn't get beat up. I just I fell down my stairs with my bike. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I'm very sensitive to um, preserving teeth.
1: I and I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to have you measure um 4 cups of berries. And here is our measuring cup. So and feel free to like narrate what you're doing. All right. Um for our viewers who might be um, listening and or watching.
1: So at this point, I am going to pour uh, the berries into the Pyrex uh, measuring cup. You might be familiar with Pyrex if you are a fan of Pusher T. Um, he often will use the Pyrex to measure cocaine and various other um, narcotics that he might be selling. For real?
0: Yes. Yeah, I, okay. I, on the other hand, okay. you know,
1: am, am just doing the berries just doing the berries not bringing any shame <laughs> to my uh to my mother by by measuring cocaine no in
0: cocaine car. in this house so i've never done cocaine
1: i congratulate Thank i you. also this is another thing we have in common.
0: you so have never done cocaine no yeah i remember in college it was starting to be like popular and if anything it just scared me like doing <laughs> that so i just would never do right that. yeah
1: my thing with like cocaine or any sort of highly that was that was Four? I just did four because i now. Oh, that, was three. that. that was three. And we don't even
0: care. Maybe just oh, do a little more if you want, three. like whatever. Okay. Yeah. Started. Yeah. We don't we don't actually need to measure things.
1: And that's, yeah, I'm going to see. Boom. Perfect. Yeah. Any sort of highly addictive drugs. I'm like, eh, because best case scenario, you try and you're like, oh,
0: this is overrated,
1: you know? Cause yeah. If, best if, case scenario. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you have a cocaine.
0: Right. Which, exactly. Who can
1: afford that and pay for teeth? It's just not. <laughs> right
0: not me oh my god okay so we have our berries we are gonna need a half a cup of brown sugar and that I feel like okay let's measure so we don't go bananas but like whatever um so we're gonna do the brown sugar and then we're gonna just have lemon mix it get it in the oven is essentially what we're doing.
1: And we're zesting the lemon.
0: We're zesting it. I bought a new zester and I love this. Awesome. Have you used one of these? I
1: have used the lemon zester okay. before. Okay. I do need to like invest in some some kitchen utensils. Yeah, sure.
0: yeah.
1: I like how you were like, no, get a spoon. Oh, no, I don't care. I would
0: just um, make a mess too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So whatever, Solidarity. it's just, yeah, it's just what you're comfortable with. Some of my guests like it very tidy and then some just we go crazy and it doesn't matter
1: so. i pretend like i can be tidy but it's not really not really meant for me
0: <laughs> yeah no matter what I, no matter
1: what i do I'm yeah finished, so. you're
0: okay yeah that's great um yeah this zester though it's so worth it i just it was probably like i don't know five bucks but it's awesome
1: really uh-huh. you know what if, if you don't ask you don't know yeah i can totally afford kitchen utensils and i'm just psyching myself out of it.
0: Yeah, totally. Time. Um okay. So we're just gonna get that in there. And then, yeah, and then you can try my fancy new zester
1: Cool. So I am going to put this sugar inside of the, Here, the fruit right now. Is that about that? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Bet Perfect. Um bit for those of you who don't know is shorthand for like you betcha so
0: wait what did you say it was
1: like it's shorthand for like you betcha what like is like you can bet on that when i say bet like oh, you might bet. say mark do this and i'll say bet you know it oh. just means yes that's just an affront that's an cool. affirmation
0: i didn't know that hmm. well i'm glad to know thank you for translating Fair um sure. yeah okay you ready so yes. just we're not gonna measure just um it says two teaspoons of lemon zest but whatever yes. we don't care so um yeah, so I will say that this was your idea to make French toast. You said you like making French toast. Mm-hmm. You like making spaghetti, tacos and chili.
1: Right, which is technically the same thing. <laughs> it's just browning ground beef and adding like a few seasonings to it and that's it. It's not, there's no other cooking <laughs> yeah. that's really involved.
0: Nice, I like that. It's like Mexican food, like it's all the same ingredients in different forms.
1: Exactly, Yeah. that's pretty much totally.
0: Totally. Um, okay, so now just, Cut the lemon. We'll just squeeze some on top. We'll mix it together, and we'll be good. Um, and that knife is sharp, so don't cut off your finger.
1: Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Okay, you're welcome. I like this. is an interesting technique. Um is this like not? It's probably not the easiest technique. <laughs> 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 so Mark has just taken the lemon, cut one yeah, teeny tiny like
1: one little piece. And, and uh, now
0: he's like really, he's like the handheld juicing machine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how much, how much should I be doing? Actually? Um,
0: it says a tablespoon. So, oh, like, I, I feel like that's that. I feel like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Believe that's what
1: happened in my heart. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. I believe it. Mark, you're so calm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're a very calm person. Are you calm with like, in in most situations, like with your in, family at work, in like...
1: most situations, I'm um, I'm pretty chill. Unfortunately, like uh, I'll let. I'll internalize things a bit too much. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's like out of the blue that I'm not calm. Mm-hmm. But this is my like default setting is just kind of chill. Yes. And, and relax, yeah. yeah, I yeah. like it. Right now I am mixing uh, the <laughs> berries and the zest and the juice. And it's pretty dry. So it's a lot of just me moving around very firm <laughs> parts with the spoon. Mm-hmm. Here.
0: I like that description. Yeah firm parts it's true um okay well whenever you're ready we'll spread it out on the baking sheet and then we'll just put it in the oven we'll be ready to make the french toast part
1: I think we can go okay, ahead and, cool. and start that. yeah
0: I think I mean this is probably gonna be great I, I believe
1: in it I have God. a good a good feeling about it yeah, yeah absolutely I teleported here we had we had similar <laughs> outfits on there's no reason to believe that this part won't go well no Mm. no
0: reason at all um so okay cool wonderful all right are we good yes we'll just pop this in um 25 minutes and i'm gonna just set the timer because i just won't know otherwise okay so let's we have a let's chat for a few minutes so I know. So you grew up in Chicago, you grew Mm -hmm. up like really far south in Harvey. Yes. Okay. And um, I know. So you've been performing like most of your life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Since I was like a kid. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's incredible. And then you as an adult, you moved you and your wife and your three kids. Is that right? Yeah, we originally
1: Mm -hmm. um, me and my wife got married really, really young. When Mm -hmm. I was like 20 i wow. um, going to we met at Columbia mm-hmm. and, and got married and then um, I couldn't afford to finish at Columbia, like most of us who went to Columbia and I um, we moved to L.A. And there's actually a Columbia, Chicago, I mean, a Columbia College, Hollywood in oh, the valley.
0: Really? Uh-huh.
1: And so I graduated from film school there and did stand up out there um, and, and stuff like that um almost you know uh wrote for BET but that didn't that just didn't kind of work out with with me and like my sensibilities um and then we wound up moving to Toronto in like 2009 mm-hmm. it's kind of funny we went to Toronto for like all of Obama and then we got oh. here like just in time for like Donald Trump and oh. people said that too when we were leaving that like it was like uh, may of 2016 and we're like yeah we're going back to the states and they're like just in time for uh, president oh, trump and i was like yeah that's funny that's <laughs> not gonna happen and sure enough yeah. that is exactly what happened oh. but um and that's where our first two kids were born
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh in toronto and it was free mm-hmm. and it was great <laughs> and then we moved here 2016 lived here, um and then in 2018 my my last daughter was born
0: okay and it was mm-hmm. quite
1: expensive and yeah yeah, yeah. You know.
0: everything in the U.S. yeah healthcare. Sure. yeah all the basics they were like expensive. another person
1: we're gonna charge you for that it's no, like thousands
0: no of dollars absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. oh my so, god so yeah
1: but other than that so you know again another good reason not to have a cocaine habit. that is really <laughs> yeah. the like subtext <laughs> of all the things we'll be talking about today yeah.
0: oh exactly we can tie it all back to that mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so,
1: and yeah, and Toronto was great. We would have stayed in Toronto, but um, we we didn't get accepted for for citizenship, oh. and we would have had to like reapply, and that whole sort of thing would have taken a lot of like money and energy, and it was just like mm, maybe we should we should go back to the states. And mm-hmm. So so here we are.
0: Wow, and so when you were in Toronto, you were performing stand up. Yes, like very consistently, and you were on a TV show there. Yeah,
1: I was that's on. Um, I was on the the CBC, which is like the main uh, broadcasting network in Canada, like the Canadian version of the BBC, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> um, a few times, probably about four or five times wow. while I was there. Like that's where a lot of my like consistent stand up work has been Mm -hmm. that whole that whole concept of being a stand up and just like every night I'm out I'm hitting three or four stages a night that kind of momentum Mm -hmm. I only really ever had that in Toronto when I was in Chicago it was a lot of theater it was a lot of spoken word it was a lot of stuff like that then in LA it was I was not really ready to be like a young husband and a, and a, a college student and like trying to pursue some sort of career in, in, in the entertainment industry. So I maybe would get out like a couple times a month and like would do bringer shows and wouldn't mm. bring anybody. <laughs> and they would uh. eventually be like, yeah, Mark, you have to bring people to these. And I'm like, yeah, can I just perform anyway? But I, I did perform and like, the ice house in Pasadena and the haha ha cafe and uh and the the comedy store obviously in those wow. places but just not really enough to like really build up material and really get into it mm-hmm. and then when I got to Toronto um they have a chain of clubs in, in Canada called yuck yucks uh-huh. um, and it's also slash funny business which is like a a whole agency that like books you for, you know, uh, any sort of other type of shows, kind of like if you were like, oh, I want Spider-Man to perform at my birthday party. And you would call this place that has like superhero performers. It's similar to that. So I would perform all over the country (laughs) at that point. And that's when I, so most people who know me who Mm -hmm. like are comics who are like, oh, Mark. Yeah. They know me from those, that stretch of
0: time in Canada. Yeah. Because that so it just coincided you living there and also you being ready to really dive in and be consistent, mm. like having more bandwidth and like energy to put in like that all came together when you were there.
1: Yeah. And it just and it was a big choice, actually, to just be like, I've been wanting to do this for such a long time. And um and the only thing that to me, the only thing that's ever really gotten in my way has been me mm-hmm. and and me not having a focus. Uh, I never feel like, oh, they're just, you know, the industry is just being mean to me. Like I never really have that experience. Mm-hmm. It's like, whenever I'm like on top of things and able to show up, it tends to go pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's just being able to keep that up has always been a challenge. So Toronto and not even right away. Um, my, my first daughter was born in 2010. My second daughter was born in 2011. Um that was like a really rough time for me personally, just in terms of like depression and all this other stuff. It didn't really all come together until about 2013. So Mm -hmm. like 2013 to 2016, I was like really on top of that. And even then I feel like my household was kind of suffering, you know, like we wound up moving not just because we didn't have the money to necessarily reapply, but it's just like the focus. If my focus is split trying to do all of this other stuff and we don't have the the energy and the like leadership to stay in the country, it just becomes like this really difficult thing to balance.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, I don't I cannot imagine having three kids, a spouse, doing stand-up i mean because the the hard thing about stand-up is it is really at night Mm -hmm. and so that's when your kids are home when your family's home like when you have that time together as a unit and so i would imagine that is it probably takes a toll after a while
1: for sure and then so much of it especially in the beginning so much of it is not it's not like well, I'm leaving and I'm coming back with, you know, money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting paid consistently for the time that I'm like spending doing this. Yes. Uh, so much of your opportunities in stand-up come from a culmination of, I've just seen you a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. And so now we're going to offer you something. So there's a a lot of it is just being out there all the time yes. doing something. And that's really hard to explain to anybody, let alone like a spouse who has like a, a regular stable career who's just like, Okay, you're working. You you uh till 3. Yeah. Uh, right. And you're drunk and you smell like weed, but I was at work. This was all work. This yes. was all of <laughs> yeah. it was work weed. I had to do that in order to, you know, make $50. That yes. was really necessary. So, yeah. Yeah, Over that's hard. Weights.
0: Yeah, okay. that's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. For sure. And probably like could cause resentment if you don't deal with it at some oh, point for sure. and like, yeah.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, it, and it, and it and it just it's a resentment garden that just you know I get some resentment, she gets resentment, you know, resentment for the whole for the whole gang for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean? Equal yeah. Opportunity resentment
0: created. <laughs> totally. No, I still get that. Um, okay, we're gonna do a really smooth shift. Just as we were getting deep mm-hmm. into life and personal things, right. now it's time to switch to um, brioche. French toast. And, um, okay. I'm going to check our time. Okay. We're doing so well on time. So basically we're going to make French toast. We've got our sliced brioche bread. Um, I, okay. So tell me, so first of all, you should feel free to make it how you want to make it. Um, so I like eggs. I like a lot of milk. Just because I read that that's like a good thing to do, oh, okay. um, but again, like you, you do it how you're comfortable, and um, and that's what we're gonna do. And I'm I need to get butter out too. Yeah, I was gonna. That's essential. Um, so.
1: So, how many eggs do we do you think we really are gonna need?
0: Okay, right so I think we're gonna need three or four. All right. Um, yeah. Cool. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
1: And where should I put these shelves?
0: Oh, I just put them in here. Just
1: put them in there. Yeah, all right.
0: Yes, I always store them in there, and then I dump them out later. It's okay. that's not an interesting fact at all.
1: That is good to know. <laughs> Cause this is the part that is the scariest part for me oh my yes, gosh okay you not getting shells in it yeah and then, which i did no
0: you didn't it's part of the egg and oh, we're not going to talk about what part it is okay we're going to ignore that
1: all right forget that it happened
0: <laughs> yes there is some like little brown floaty inside of the egg and um this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> mark this is an intro. It's a good technique you have. It's like with the you're lemon. So no, you just so cut sweet. off the little top and squeeze the egg out.
1: No, this is an actual horrible thing.
0: So, mate, so if you want to crack out on the edge of the bowl, oh that works. No, sense. that's okay. You're um, that was great.
1: I'm really hard on myself with, with oh, eggs. You are. So that we um oh. you know,
0: I don't want you to leave with low self-esteem. Ourselves. Yeah. Do um, you think, I think we're gonna need one more. Okay. Yeah, I think we just we don't wanna shortchange ourselves here.
1: We don't wanna shortchange no,
0: ourselves. No, we're right. having a very special meal today. We don't wanna have
1: low self-esteem <laughs> and we don't wanna shortchange ourselves. <laughs> no, we I'm do getting not. getting way more out of this than
0: I thought I would. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Mark, you are the first person who's ever requested to be on this podcast. And I was so flattered. I was so flattered. Like you just reached out and said, How can I be on this? Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think what? when I first heard a hot dish. And I was like, that sounds cool.
0: Oh, I was so flattered. Um, and I met you first. The only time I met you was mm-hmm. at um Laura Hug's show.
1: Yes, my good buddy Laura Hug.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did not know who you were, and I was so blown away by your um performance and mm-hmm. like. Your storytelling and your stand-up, like it was—you were so interesting and sharp.
1: Awesome, man. So that's so kind of you to say. It's
0: so true. Honestly, you wouldn't be here otherwise. You know, I only have the best. Well, on hot
1: you. dish yeah um, I noticed that too which is
0: why I was like I gotta be on hot dish Matt Brown on is hot on
1: hot dish I have yeah. to be there
0: <laughs> um I'm
1: trying to be as much like Matt you, Brown as as I can you are as my identity will allow for me to be
0: really yeah
1: that's, Matt brown is like a, a hero wow. of mine that's sure.
0: amazing does he know that he might okay he might know now well now i don't we'll, know if you want to tag him in this, this yeah and, let's tag you know, him.
1: make sure that that matt is aware
0: that's so cool um no your um like your insights on stage like what you share is so it's just it's fresh because it's not it doesn't feel contrived it doesn't feel hacky obvious like it feels very authentic and like real yeah Yeah. and it's interesting too like i think the thing that i really remember about your performance was like how you talked about being a black man raising your kids and like taking them to the playground (laughs) and having somebody be like good for you (laughs) good for you and you're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: that is the constant (laughs) thing for sure it's a real interesting uh dynamic because i feel like society as a whole, in my opinion, it's it's, it's very much this double edge thing, because I do feel like um, being a like father in particular, being like a black father is kind of an undermined thing. A lot of times, like, uh, like I was watching this interview with um, with Marla Gibbs, mm-hmm. um, famous Marla Gibbs from the Jeffersons and 227 and all these shows. And she, um, she produced 227. It was a play and she like bought the rights to it and she wanted to put it on television and she was successful and it ran on television for I don't know how many years. Um, But long story less long, one of the notes that they gave her and this is kind of consistent with television notes that people will get. It's like, "Oh, can we lose the dad character or do we need that husband character?" And that is a real consistent thing from like Good Times to yeah. all these other various shows where they're like, "You know, what we need to get rid of is that black that black father, <laughs> that black husband. Get him out of there." Or people being like, "Is that realistic to have like a black father?" So, it's something that is kind of constantly sort of um Nobody really seems to talk about us unless we're not doing yes. our job. <laughs> and then, um, and, and the response I get, I feel like it's kind of a byproduct of that. Like people are just so just like, wow, you're, you're raising your, your own children. And I'm like, yes, I am. This is, my dad raised, raised me too. Like my uncles, like <laughs> I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to be doing. Here. This is, yeah.
0: I love that yeah Mm -hmm. but and it's so true it is true i mean we just the story that that we know like in the media in society on tv shows like you said like it is that the black father is absent Mm -hmm. you know it is a
1: big big thing mm -hmm. and then there's a whole deep thing about um like yeah there's a whole deep thing with like black fathers and or just like black families and them being uh broken apart very mm-hmm. intentionally
0: mm-hmm.
1: um as like a a constant in america from you know from wow. you know the the start of sort of our relationship with america to to present day there seems to be a, a a common denominator of like pushing the breaking those families apart yeah um and more so not so much to to necessarily glorify the like heteronormative, like nuclear family. of Yeah, we need a dad and we need a mom, but mm-hmm. just really taking away any sort of agency in terms of choice mm-hmm. by black people and how they like raise their children. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a, a constant thing, especially in Chicago, where there's so yes. many, it's such a social service, heavy sort of a city, mm-hmm. you get to see You get to see racism play out in the left in a very, in a very like overt way, in a very like consistent way that doesn't really fit with that narrative of like left versus right. Like I Mm -hmm. tell people all the time, like growing up in Chicago or growing up in the Chicago area, it's like most of the racism that you deal with, you deal with from leftist people.
0: Yeah. It's not a whole lot of, yeah.
1: It's not a whole lot of like right wing people coming after you. It's typically, People who have like, you know, I'm with her bumper stickers who are like calling the cops on you, like it's it's typically that sort of dynamic.
0: That's so, so interesting. Mm -hmm. I actually, I mean, I'm obviously not a black man and I'm, you know. I'm
1: leaving. I didn't know that at all. I'm here under false pretenses.
0: So like even, yeah, so I obviously do not have that experience and Mm -hmm. I haven't really thought of it that way. I think. Um, I've worked in a lot of communities in Chicago and I've worked with like students from all different backgrounds and walks of life, both like international students learning English or Mm -hmm. students who didn't finish their um, high school education for, for lots of reasons. And, and I never thought of the fact that like people who are left and might identify as like very progressive. Also, there are all kinds of like built in Assumptions and things, and obviously I know that, and and it's been mm-hmm. like elevated so much more, especially in the last couple of years. But in terms of even policy, I haven't really viewed it yeah. in that way. Like it's it's peop- even even when people are well intended, there are things that assumptions that you make that that don't fit, like a narrative don't jive with like your cultural identity, don't mm-hmm. fit with like who you are, and people trying to like implement these policies and practices onto
1: for sure groups it's been a huge thing uh, especially in recent years for me like being being hetero and being cis and like being like oh yeah like um my intentions aren't gonna carry me in you know through these spaces i'm gonna have to do a lot of really hard work on myself Mm -hmm. um and just i'm gonna i'm gonna bump my head a lot and Mm -hmm. that's just part of it um, like I work with, um, I've worked with Howard Brown, uh, specifically at the Broadway youth center, um, yeah. for a number of, for a few years. And then I worked with an organization called the youth empowerment performance project, mm-hmm. which are both sort of, um, which are both youth shelters for transient youth and like a good, what, 40% of all of the homeless young people or transient young people in Chicago are um, queer identifying or trans identifying in some way. So it's like that whole experience, it was like, oh, I have a lot of privilege that I don't, Think about, or I have a lot of assumptions that I I don't think about, or just the language and the way that I've sort of related to my to myself, like as a a, a quote unquote masculine person. Mm-hmm. It's like all of that has has really kept me from being as like effective in being of service to people as I would want to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a it's been a whole lot of eye opening experiences that I've had to. That I'm not just that I've had to go through, but that I have to kind of, you know, um, admit that I'm gonna be going through just kind of for the rest of this journey. Also, with that being said, uh, Bell Hooks just recently yeah. passed away, and she, um, you know, it's a very like 2 serve with love sort of relationship that I have with like Bell Hooks in this in this way mm. where it's like, oh, she changed my whole life so um so yeah, her work means a great deal to to all of us whether we kind of know that or not but yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah um okay we're gonna keep talking but we also need to get this french toast started and um okay so you're in charge okay and if you want to put cinnamon or and or um vanilla in, you can if you don't want to Whatever you want. I definitely want to put. Okay. I haven't put vanilla in it. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, I would just caution you,
1: just not to go crazy.
0: We should measure the vanilla for sure. Yeah, or whatever. But um, I don't know. I don't like. We could put like a teaspoon or whatever you think.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead with this sheet because you took the time to write it, and I (laughs) am gonna like be super (laughs) mindful.
0: Um, last week I mm. made Coquito, which is a Puerto Rican like holiday drink. And I made it with Janice Rodriguez nice. and we had a lot of fun, but she, she, um, accidentally dumped a whole lot of vanilla in it. And oh, so, God. um, it was, it was, it's already basically like a recipe for a diabetic coma, but then it, <laughs> it became like so much more. So with the vanilla, I see. so, but I'm very proud of you. You were you very did.
1: mindful of the vanilla and I picked up on that. I was like, <laughs> yeah because everything else has been like, dude, where'd you feel? And then I put, I grabbed that vanilla. <laughs> he was like,
0: wait, I want
1: you to understand what you're doing
0: right now. That could ruin everything <laughs> that we worked for. It was um, like, I had
1: nitroglycerin for a second. It was like, hold on. Man. Oh my Don't
0: God. Don't be
1: willy nilly with the vanilla, please.
0: Um, it is so warm in here. I'm sorry. I realized I usually turn the heat way down for the mm-hmm. podcast and I forgot to. So we're just going to fry.
1: Right, that's So fine. it's
0: cool. yeah. Hot dish. Hot dish, baby. Not, that's what we're doing. Not room
1: temperature dish. Not
0: room temperature dish. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> okay, so Mark, um, we've got our butter. We've got the pan set up for you. You just turn it on like this, um, medium, high, whatever you think. And um, we've got our delicious brioche. Um, so we can just move this over here. And you do you need help or guidance or are you comfortable? I feel like I need a plate. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Should I just put this here for you? That's perfect. Okay. So I'm gonna move the mic over a little bit so that we can still like communicate. Awesome. Um, because that's an important thing, part of our show. Um so yeah mark is just he did his thing he made a delicious looking um egg mixture and now he is preparing the pan with the butter for the brioche dipped in the thing yes yes it's going to be fabulous um mark i heard you interviewed on um clean comedy
1: clean comedy time clean
0: comedy time on that podcast and it it was a wonderful interview um Yes. You're, you're so well-spoken and poignant. Like, I mean, which makes sense. You're like a poet, you're a writer, you're a performer, you're all these things. Um, one thing that stuck with me about that is you said, you know, folks are going to come out and I'm going to be on stage for like seven, 10, 15 minutes. Like I want to say something that's like important. I want to like make it worth their while. And I was thinking, Oh my God, what does that mean for me? Like my mm. comedy is like I'm like, "Oh, my feet are hairy." <laughs> and <laughs> you know, yeah. but you are so um like intentional and thoughtful. And you I think I think like the gold standard of comedy is when you can say something that's like very profound and like reflective of like what's happening in society and like what you're dealing with and also make it funny.
1: Really quickly, do you think I should put No, no, yeah, you're good. <laughs> Uh and I really want to get into that conversation. Okay. Should
0: I put more than one, and one yes. in at a time? Definitely. Maybe? I think we could go three. Um, actually, I we could be even, maybe even three, I think we can do. Yeah. Oh, okay, excellent. Mark, you're such a um careful, precise. You're so careful <laughs> over here. I love it. Um only because it's not my house. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Well. You
1: know, because so if it was me, there would be eggshells everywhere, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? You we would have went crazy with that vanilla.
0: Oh, you would know, have just dumped in the, the whole bottle in. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, but yes, in terms of being intentional, i first say that I feel like comedy, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's joyous. Oh, yeah, you actually making people happy yeah uh, yeah and so it, it's all so that's always important like mm-hmm. i don't necessarily feel like comics need to stress out about like oh i need to talk about something that's like really deep for me to talk about i found with me uh-huh. i was hiding on stage like i was getting up on stage like i have all this stuff on my mind or in my in my heart to to talk about mm-hmm. and then stand up versus in again being being a playwright or being a poet or any of those other art forms. It was like, I'm gonna hold that back because people don't want to hear that. People want to hear jokes. So let me mm-hmm. talk about funny things. Um and that just got to the point where it's like I was making people laugh, but they didn't remember who I was. So it's wow. like after the so it's like while I'm on stage, there's laughs the whole time, but after the show, mm-hmm everybody's like were you even up there you know they're congratulating the other comedians or like you were my favorite and then me they just like don't even remember so it Uh wasn't that i was like making any sort of impression until i was just being more sincere Uh um and with that it's still scary because um These are all tricky topics and tricky subjects to just talk about Mm -hmm. um, or just explore. I'm not always right or -hmm. um, or I don't always have the right language about Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's been a lot of that. So taking that out in front of people and learning in an environment where people want to laugh is really difficult sometimes. Um, And it can be triggering to people sometimes. You get up and you want to do a joke about, uh police brutality or fatherhood or any of those subjects and it's like for the audience that this is really for like people like myself Mm -hmm. these are these are dark topics for me yeah they're also dark topics for them so if i like make a mistake you know i can really hurt people's feelings and it's a really genuine thing and that took a long time to Mm -hmm. sort of like be able to accept as well yeah you know
0: has that let me let me just grab the berries. Let's see. Oh my God! Holy moly! Wow! Okay. Wow! This you is need help? crazy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, should I'll just put it on here and we'll just let it cool. right nice. Okay. Wow, those berries. That's like a fiesta. Yeah. Those berries. That is a lot of berries. It's a lot of berries. There's a lot of juice, and it actually looks beautiful. It does. Especially because it was frozen, and you know um so has it happened where you felt like either really embarrassed or like you hurt someone or have you had that experience oh yeah Yeah. for sure um
1: several times (laughs) and just recently I did a show and it was like at like a club like at like a nightclub sort of environment and doing shows like this or like Lincoln Lodge or like uh Laugh Factory and places like that, you might be the only Black person on Mm -hmm. the show
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, or one of the only Black people in the room. Yeah. So a lot of these, a lot of this material is like, I have to do some sort of educating when I do these jokes.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: In this particular instance, I'm going to this, I'm doing this show, pretty much an all Black show, a majority um, queer identifying, femme identifying lineup Mm -hmm. At this like nightclub, they're all cute and dressed up and like drinking and and partying. And then I come up on stage with these jokes about where I'm like 40% of teenagers in Chicago are homeless. I'm like, Uh what's the deal with misogyny (laughs) and all this stuff? And it's kind of like, yeah, nobody came out to have a good time to necessarily hear you talk about this thing that we live with all the time. Mm -hmm. So making that adjustment of like i'm introducing these ideas to an audience that is not ready to to hear about yeah. it versus you know i'm speaking to people who know exactly what i'm talking about mm-hmm. there's other things to speak about yeah you know and i definitely don't need to be uh, a cisgender heterosexual man preaching to a room full of black femme um you know queer identifying women <laughs> yes. about gay rights or right you know none of the, all of that stuff just comes off We're like okay it's like yeah, yeah
0: it's like so uh oh we should flip this we
1: should definitely yeah
0: we this. and we meaning you <laughs> <laughs> we means get to work get to we work mean, stay me. focused <laughs> Um yeah, it comes out right. It's like how you can't talk about <laughs> those experiences because that's not French. how you identify. Okay, Mark has made very caramelized looking French have, toast.
1: And I'm let's add more butter. <laughs> but to that point too, right? Like I have a con I have a lot of conversations with particularly like my like women or femme identifying colleagues about who are like, oh, I don't feel like my, my standup is important enough. And it's like we just now in the what the past like maybe five years, 10 years, if we want to be generous, mm-hmm. are getting like women voices yeah. in comedy or in in the in in any sort of real way. So it's like you you being up there being yourself is, like, mm-hmm. way more... To me, it's way more powerful than, like, you making some sort of statement. Yeah. It's like, you know, you being able to to tell your truth or talk about your, like, everyday experience, That's it's true. something that we haven't... That we don't see. <laughs> we don't really get to... I know I've learned a lot more about, like um I don't want to say I've learned a lot about women but like I've heard women talk about things It's like they never would have told me that in a conversation like listening to their act true it's like there's all this information that's like what okay yeah that that, I didn't know that
0: right exactly that is so so true um that is really really true I'm just thinking about that just about like being a woman being in stand-up um and just kind of representing. So, um, okay, what do you think should happen now? Should we make, let's make more?
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because okay. those are mine. My-
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're a team. Um, okay, how, okay, cool. So we're gonna make one more batch um, or you can make as much as you want, I don't care. And um, it's one forty-five, so we're gonna eat in a few minutes, mm-hmm. which is great, great, great
1: um we're of to that point really quickly yeah keep going
0: of course i don't
1: yeah i don't think comics of any sort should like kick themselves a whole bunch about especially in in this era Mm -hmm. i feel like right Mm -hmm. now it's kind of cool to pretend like you have something to say Mm -hmm. um and there are a lot of comedians a lot of famous uh well-paid comedians who like take it upon themselves to t- be like I'm going to tackle whatever topic I want. It's like you don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's not no, really that's necessary so for you to do. True. So as long as you are happy with like what you're doing, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's cool. Like yeah. there's no reason to feel feel like you have to do more than be fun.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's so true. I mean Sometimes, I i mean, I'm definitely afraid to talk about certain things, not so much my own experience, but, um, well, sometimes my own experience, just because I don't always feel as equipped as I want to feel to talk about certain issues. Mm-hmm. And I think even like what you said around having the language, having the vocabulary to yeah. do that is, and, and I'm afraid sometimes that I'll get it wrong. I'm particularly afraid that I will offend people and, mm-hmm. um, and I think intention is very important, but at the same time, even if you are well-intended, you could still really offend someone. Oh, 100%. So, yeah.
1: Mm. Um, and you know, that's how we in our profession. Our profession is very, our craft is very much alike. Um, we fail in front of everybody. Yes. That's how we. That's how we figure this out. We're gonna yeah. take this up on stage. It's gonna bomb until it's gonna not work until it works. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of why didn't this work it should i keep exploring this at all should i abandon this completely like there's a whole lot of that and like and yeah i'm not gonna like i cry a lot about or i have cried a lot specifically around my act and how this show went or that show went mm-hmm. or how it came off or should i keep telling this bit or should i keep working on this bid or you know, to go somewhere and, and perform and have people respond like, oh, that was so thoughtful and so brilliant and so great. And then take that same material someplace else and have people be like, how dare you? Wow. um uh, really makes you just be like, am I doing the right thing? Is this something I should keep doing? Yeah. So it's it's a lot and not for nothing, people are uh, significantly meaner to women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are <laughs> to men, that's just the way that works. As far as visibility, yeah, like in comedy, mm-hmm. um, and this is another reason why it's funny. I was watching Conan O'Brien on uh, Inside the Actors Studio. Oh yeah, and he was talking about how when he told his family this 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 guy, this white guy who like is generations deep into the Ivy League and all of these like suit and tie wearing people, when he's like, "Yeah, I want to be a comedy writer," how that was just like what. You can't do that. And like, as a black dude in America, it's like, I want to be a comedian. It's like, well, that is one of the top professions that you could have. That's, you know, there's so many examples of successful, like my whole life in the top comedians, Mm -hmm. it's always been a black dude. Mm -hmm. If it's Pryor, if it's Cosby, if it's Eddie Murphy, if it's Chris Rock, Jamie Foxx, Dave Chappelle, it's always been at least one black guy who's like the top of the field. So it's like for women, That, again, that's like a very recent development for it to be like, yeah, there's a superstar Mm -hmm. selling out theater Mm -hmm. comedian who is a woman of any color, period. So it's like, yeah, I totally get this. Like, people might not be so kind to me if I drop the ball on certain subjects. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Okay, you're we're going to share we're going to share both batches
1: honestly yes. that is very noble of you yes i don't think that yes
0: that we necessary. are yes we are um okay and i also think we should try some um we should taste some right now so right. mark just to be honest since that's what we do mm-hmm. we're honest and transparent mark did burn these a little bit
1: yes I, I burned these <laughs> this is mostly you can put in the chat if you feel like this is like a little bit of a burn
0: Oh my god! But it's gonna be tasty. Right. We're gonna get right. our berries. Um, right. And
1: after Lauren's intervention, before. <laughs> see, see.
0: Okay. Do you want berries, or do you want syrup, or do you want everything? I want everything. Okay, you want everything, and we have I have powdered sugar too, but um, whatever. So we'll just we'll just give this a try.
1: And, and do you want one of these, or do you just sure one of
0: these? I don't sure i'll have one okay yeah. that's great um have yeah have have those have those for sure i feel like my max for french toast is usually two pieces okay because then i start to feel sick
1: you know what that's you know? probably a good a good thing is to max it out at some point. yeah
0: i mean i don't know it's just okay this this looks delicious though i'm so excited we've got our berries and we've got our french toast and mm.
1: to be fair to to this whole like prep work <laughs> that you did, I'm gonna try a non-burnt one.
0: Okay, good. To
1: make sure that I'm okay, I judging accurately.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And I am gonna eat the burned ones. Don't don't tell my mother <laughs> that I came to someone's <laughs> house and burned their food and then didn't eat it. Um
0: okay. this is good. It's this good. Those berries are very powerful. The berries work. There's um, it's got a lot of flavor. I do enjoy ma- maple syrup too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have that. I always put a lot of maple syrup on my French toast. And as long as it's not vanilla,
1: that. I feel like you can do it.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: A little bit of vanilla, no cocaine whatsoever. That. <laughs> Is the things we want you to take away from this. If nothing
0: exactly. Else. No cocaine. Do not do it.
1: That's all we're saying.
0: Just resist it. Um, okay, so while we're wrapping up, just tell me what what's what's on the horizon for you what do you have coming up in terms of comedy
1: well right now i work with an organization on the south side called the whirlwind center which is run by founded and run by uh, dr tara betts who is a brilliant poet and an educator and arts activist and we do a show every quarter called liberation labs which is at uh, which is on 63rd Mm -hmm. street at this uh, youth organization called the the tgi movement Mm -hmm. um and so yeah, that next one is going to be in February. Wow!
0: Um,
1: mm-hmm. And we're really excited about that. We're also partnering with my boy uh, Nico Carter at Juicebox to to do that particular one that's happening in February. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Brown is on is on that awesome. is on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great Matt Brown is going to be on that. So that's the main thing that I'm sort of focusing on is mm-hmm. doing these comedy shows. And just using all of the different things that we do in comedy, like podcasting shows and various other things Mm -hmm. as like uh, a form of organizing. I feel like comedians, we kind of bring a lot of, uh, the business model for comedy seems to be like, we bring a lot of attention or people to a space and then the money starts to kind of flow from there, be it like a bar or a theater or a television network or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I really want to kind of take that that same sort of energy and shift it to these like public spaces.
0: That's great. Yeah. So 63rd. So like in Inglewood. Uh yeah. No?
1: You know what? That's a great question.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, I don't know either. Okay. This is the suburbanness coming out right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I that's know, okay. I know, I
0: know I it's know, uh, like
1: 2500 10... West 63rd. Oh, okay. Street. So okay. I think it's too west to be Inglewood. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say it is because like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It it might be. Yeah. It's
1: like uh, it's like Chicago Lawn, or I think now they're calling it like New City. Okay. Or, that's another thing about mm-hmm. Chicago is that they're constantly like changing the the face of neighborhoods. So I'm like, I don't know no. what we're calling this area at this particular. Totally. Moment. Yeah. But look up TGI movement. TG, TGI movement. Yeah. The letters TGI movement mm-hmm. um, dot com, and it's a brilliant space. The uh, the the founder Tay is like this brilliant guy he's not he's not even like twenty six years old, and wow. he like started his own non for profit uh he's also he's also in my block my hood my oh, city yeah, which that. does fantastic work all over the city mm-hmm. so so yeah yeah
0: good for you that's great um well, this has been lovely i your french toast is great, even even the burned pieces piece i've mm-hmm. enjoyed i was all i've also got a call out i was impressed that you used the end piece mm-hmm. you did and i'm eating it and it tastes good
1: i use the end pieces especially for uh for french toast you do yeah because in my house nobody will eat them that's yeah. a, this is a dad that's thing so too true. is you eat all of this stuff that nobody eats yes and so it's like i figured out how to make grilled cheese or french toast or something with the end pieces of the bread so that they just don't go to waste
0: that's such a good tip wow well it's a good thing you came on because now i know what to do with those end pieces and um this has been wonderful thank you so much for being on today and for cooking with me and sharing your insights and your knowledge um and this is it for 2021 like at least on, at least in my important world of hot dish Mm -hmm. and podcasting, I'm done for 2021. It's time for me to take a rest. Um, viewers, I love you and I appreciate you. Um, Lincoln Lodge. Thank you. Christine Ferreira in particular, so many good shows and podcasts at the Lincoln Lodge. Check it out. Um, and Mark James Heath, once again, wonderful performer. And thank you so much for being on.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Thank you all.
0: Bye. Uh, okay, I'm in a chat.